puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're gonna have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? Yeah, there's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. Good evening, everybody. How are you? I'm Rick Dancer. Thanks for joining us on this Monday night. I hope you had a good weekend. Got a lot planned tonight. We're going to give stuff away. That's my favorite night is when you get to give stuff away. So um, a lot going on in the world. And uh, Bill London is going to join us, give us some of the day's news. And then when we come back, before we go to our first topic, um, I'm going to uh, tell you about something that's going on in Salem tomorrow that you really need to be aware of. It's the Oregon Health Authority at it again, proposing some exclusions for students about mandates. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I'll put the number up that you can write to to get that in because, oh, guess what? It's tomorrow's the deadline. I know it's uh, your government at work uh, giving you the uh, information at the last second. So let's get Bill. We'll find out what we need to know for the day, and then we'll be back to give some stuff away and uh, inform you a little bit more. So here's Bill. Good evening from the News Radio 1120 and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I am Bill London. You know me from the wake up call, and I'm here to break stuff. So we'll start off with some good news tonight. Over the weekend, Lane County Sheriff's deputies had been searching for a family of four and a family friend. They did not return as they were expected to, and the fear was that they'd somehow gotten lost or stranded somewhere in the mountains. The family was a missing family of four, Joby and Rennell Baumgardner, and their two kids, Caleb and Colton, along with family friend Thomas Blanton. Well, this afternoon at about 1.30, Lane County Sheriff's deputies located the group on a forest road between McKenzie Bridge and Oak Ridge. Searchers located them and said that all five are okay. No word yet on how they got lost and just exactly what they went through. The good news is, though, they're fine, and the Lane County Sheriff's Office also sent out a thank you to folks that provided information in the case, and they said that the tips that were provided by the public actually allowed them to quickly narrow the search area and find the family of four and the family friend. By the way, we could get into some snow on the valley floor tonight, our overnight low expected to hit about 31 degrees, and there's a good chance that early tomorrow morning around 3 or 4 a.m. we could see some snow and we may see snow actually not only through the early morning hours but up till about 9 or 10 until temperatures warm up into the low 40s. All right so going on right now is a special session of the Oregon legislature and it has to do at least in part with the threat of eviction for thousands of Oregonians and the state legislature is running its second special session of the year. So far all we can tell you is that Senate Bill 891 passed the Senate this afternoon paving the way to extend the threat of evictions, in other words, a longer deadline. The House is 
in the middle of debating that legislation right now. The proposal would allocate $215 million to prevent winter evictions and transition to long-term locally delivered eviction prevention services. Out of the proposed funds, $100 million would be for additional emergency rental assistance, both for tenants and landlords. In addition, there's a proposal to extend the current 60-day eviction protection period. The law, which was signed by the governor in June, granted renters a two-month period in which they couldn't be evicted due to a lack of payments as long as they provide proof that they applied for aid. Despite an overwhelming need, this month the statewide rental assistance program stopped taking new applications. After all, $280 million of federal funds had been requested and committed to renters. GOP lawmakers say that after repeated failures by Oregon's housing department to timely implement a rental assistance program, that they had reached a bipartisan agreement with majority Democrats to fix the problem and protect landlords and renters. According to Senate Republican leader Tim Canope, he said, when we first started, we were miles apart. He said, we were not willing to entertain coming in to pass legislation that they thought would do long-term damage to the rental housing market. As part of the agreement, $5 million is going to be directed to the Oregon Housing and Community Services Group to speed up the processing of assistance applications, and $10 million would be placed into the Landlord Guarantee Fund. Now, this comes after shade was thrown on the governor and Oregon Housing and Community Services over the weekend by House Minority Leader Republican Christine Drazen. She called for new leadership at Oregon Housing and Community Services, citing the agency's repeated failures to implement Oregon's Emergency Rental Assistance Program. She urged Governor Brown to dismiss the current director and to respond to calls from housing providers to take concrete steps to address the agency's systematic problems in advance of today's special session. Of course, the governor didn't do that, but you can expect this argument is coming up on the House floor even as we speak. Also, Representative David Brock, a Republican from Port Orford, called out the governor for her failures and that of the Democratic supermajority to get resources to Oregonians when they needed them. He said that the $360 million had been allocated and included over $70 million to administration costs for dollars to get to tenants and landlords. He said the failure of the governor's housing and community services department to get those resources out the door is reminiscent of the disastrous employment department debacle and their failure to get needed checks to workers that lost their jobs due to the governor closing businesses and industries in Oregon. So how do Oregonians feel about the state in specific Oregon voters? Well, some new research was done by DHM Research for the OBI Education and Research Foundation, and they asked 500 registered Oregon voters a variety of questions. And what they found out was that voters are worried about the economy and they're worried about their own personal finances. They're also highly concerned about homelessness and they see Portland as dysfunctional and harming the state overall. And they also don't think now's the time to be raising taxes or add more regulatory constraints to Oregon businesses. Diving down into the numbers, 64% of respondents said that their community is off on the wrong track. Taken together, 29% said the most important problem facing their community is homelessness and affordable housing. 25% of voters said it was mistrust, division, and politicians in government. 
Those are all up sharply from a January 2021 survey. 60% rate current economic conditions in Oregon as poor. 62% believe economic conditions are getting worse. 70% of voters say Portland has a negative impact on the rest of the state. And that even includes 63% of voters in the Tri-County Portland area. Asked whether Portland should get tougher on crime and enforce existing laws or invest in more housing and social services, 58% said get tougher on crime and enforce existing laws. 79% of voters, though, has a, have a positive view of their employer, and 76% have a positive view of businesses in their community. By contrast, only 34% of voters have a favorable opinion of Governor Brown, and only 24% have a favorable opinion and view of the state legislature. All right, that's a look at some of the stories that uh, we're checking out now. If you're out driving early to morning, tomorrow morning, be careful. Look for a slick, maybe snowy or icy conditions. That said, Rick, it's Monday, and we need our first dose of the week of real, really real Rick. Rick real? We're going to get Rick reeled. <laughs> I think that's a town in Oregon. Um, and you guys, tomorrow morning, tune in to Bill and Rob on KPNW um, all morning, they'll have the latest for you on traffic situations. Rob is really great about keeping people up to date on where traffic problems are. And that's not just around here, that's around all over the state, highways and things like that. Um, I wanna mention also our show is sponsored by uh, Roser Real Estate Group. And uh, they're gonna be up in just a minute. And um, actually that's the group that's sold my house. And <laughs> so, so, so there you go, it works. And, uh, but we'll talk more about that another time. I'm also Buck Sanitary Service. When you gotta go, they're the best place to leave it. <laughs> we love Scott and Lisa, and I'll tell you what, they're the most amazing people and they really love supporting our community. And um, you don't have to go in a Bucks, but if you're having a party or an event, they have great shower units, they have toilets, they have nicer toilets, they have the sand, the regular porta potties and the whole bit. So um, you you create it, they'll flush it down for you. And also Chris Dental, um, where everyone is welcome, regardless of your vaccination status. Uh, they just want to make sure that you get the best health care and dental care available to people in our area. And they have I can't tell you how many people I run around and they say, oh, we switched. We love Dr. Bratland. We switched over, Rick. We see he supports you. And that's really important for us, you guys. If you do support what we do, we need you to support our sponsors as well. Um, we have some comments already here. A huge issue. People still support Kate Brown. Um, sold. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, here's something I want to warn you about. So I'm going to put something up here real quick. This is a number or an email, a place you go. To because, oh, I'm going to read this off this thing. OHA, Oregon Health Authority, is proposing exclusion of students and staff if not vaccinated from schools, daycare, enrichment programs, camps, and more. And I know you're just hearing about this. I was trying to get somebody to come talk about it, but the people all involved in fighting this are just busier than heck. And so we couldn't get anybody on tonight. But here's the point. The deadline's tomorrow. And this is what our state is famous for. All of a sudden, putting something out, and then the deadline is tomorrow. 
huh? So nobody has any time to do anything. So you do have time. And that's the, that's the address right there, the email where you go and send. And when you write your letter, don't go just screaming and being rude because nobody listens to that. Make your points as to what you the point you want to make and, and make it kind but firm, you know, because I think sometimes people get on there and they just rant and don't make it super long because I like people send me emails and they're like this long. I don't have time. You guys, I get probably a thousand emails a day. So if the more succinct you can make it, the more point it's going to make to these people. So, again, that that deadline is tomorrow. So you need to get that letter in the email, in the mail uh, ASAP. Um, Mr. Roser, how you doing? I'm going to bring you on. How are you doing, Derek? I'm great, Rick. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. So I'm feeling, fa- I'm feeling festive. My hair is not as good as yours, so I have to put a hat on. So, so, you know. so yeah, see, I, you know, I have fedoras and I love them. And Northwest Hat Company made me one, a really nice gray one. But I hardly ever wear them because, you know, it covers up. I know the thing you <laughs> yeah. know i mean this is its own entity if i died this could still survive without me taxidermy taxidermy yeah i i'm gonna my hair is gonna go in a museum what yeah. a bunch of bull i know you're not talking about us <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> the state of oregon so uh, derek had we had a little i guess it was kind of a contest and we're, we decided 10 minutes before the show we're gonna start doing this every month is businesses are struggling. And um, so we asked people to nominate businesses and uh, and they did. And yeah. Derek has a choice tonight. So, because I mean, when you're in the realtor's business, a strong business community, the whole thing is people are moving around and into the community from into this area. And you, you gotta have services. So you want people to have a healthy business environment that helps your business and your community. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. You know, and I, had a tough time. I mean, I had a great response to our request from your viewers to send over, you know, their nominations for um, for a business that was deserving that that helped the community in the last year or two or or whatever. And uh, yeah, I made it, uh, you know, it made it tough to make a choice, um, but um, I did. So you want to hear who it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, I got this letter um, in the mail, Patsy's McKenzie Stage Stop. Patsy is an amazing, hardworking woman, and after being evacuated from her home and restaurant during the holiday fire and losing all of the food in both places, she offered free meat, uh, and uh, I think free meals, the community and first responders when she opened her restaurant back up. She's been hit hard by the COVID restrictions, but still gives back to the community by providing a Thanksgiving meal with proceeds to help rebuild the Upper McKenzie Community Center. Patsy recently lost her husband, Dale, and seeing the response from the community, it is obvious that she loves it and everyone that she touches. So there you go. So that was that was my that was my touching choice right there. So, so it's the right out my app. Yeah, it's the McKenzie Stage Stop in Cedar Flat. And um, they're open in the morning for breakfast and, and lunch until I think two or two thirty. So, and so what you're going to do is you have a list of people that you already know of that really could use a you know a twenty dollar gift card. So you're going to get two hundred dollars with the twenty dollar gift cards and yep. Yep. out to people. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them to some folks that uh, you know maybe maybe need a uh, just a lunch out, just a date you know, date morning, date breakfast, whatever it is, you know, and then something to reach out and do something nice during the holidays for people and support a local business. So 
could you guys put up your information? If somebody knows somebody, they might want to tell you, hey, here's somebody that might could really use that. They could just send you an email. Yeah, yeah, they can they can shoot it over to me at leads l e a d s at rosarealestategroup.com and um, you know just uh, say hey you know this would be this would be nice to share with these folks they could use it they could you know might be something extra special for them. So so Casey's on there she'll just she'll put that up there so people will know. Yeah. Uh, you, know if you guys know of someone, um, you know just let let Derek and Casey know and they can send that out. Yeah. And, uh, and go from there and that would be really, really cool there here it is right now there it is at roserrealestategroup.com and you just put your the name of the person you're thinking give them some information about them like a phone number too yeah <laughs> you know, be helpful they'll just put some name on there and yeah. uh and you can go from there so um that would be great and what is maloney saying you're an angel on earth derek what a great thing for the community. Merry, christmas. merry christmas to you melena Yes. Um, somebody else is asking, Rick, do you have a link to the OHA proposal? I don't, but if you go on the Secretary of State site, it is there. I just got this thrown to me like probably 20 minutes before we got on here. Uh, but you can go on the Secretary of State site and look that up and find out more information about that. So, Derek, let me tell you one more thing about real estate. Yeah. So what is the market doing right now? Is it is it coming down? It slows down this time of year. What are you what are you seeing in the future? You know, seasonally it slows down this time of year. I've actually it slowed down about a month ago, and there's been an uptick recently. And I think maybe some people are concerned about what's going to happen with interest rates here in the coming year. So you know, um, now's a now's a good time to to make a move. It's a it's a weird time to make a move, but you know things are changing in the economy, and it's. Uh, if you have a thought about doing something, that's the time. So it's it's funny. A bunch of people said to me, like, "Why are you selling your house at Christmas time?" Well, it just took longer to sell it than we thought. But but the the point is, we we actually purchased that home, and found out we got the we got it on Christmas Eve in 1996. So wow. it's not that strange for us to buy a house at Christmas, I guess. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? It's exactly. like, yeah, we don't have the seasonality like we used to. It's, uh, you know, the pandemic changed people's way of thinking a little bit. And, uh, you know, we don't have snow to move through in the winter time here necessarily either. So it's a little easier to move around here. And interest rates um, are still low. So it's they're still time. low now. They're still low now. But, you know, that can change. So, yeah, you never know. You never know. All right, Derek. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Rick. And uh, yeah, bless you. Okay, and I will see you. Well, we'll be talking. Yeah, we will. We'll be, be talking, talking. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving Derek my show, and I'm just going to get out of there. So, see, I'm just going to let him finish off the night. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a realtor, Roser Real Estate Group, that's the place to go, and they can take care of you. And if you do, again, know someone who has a um, who you could really use a break. Um, there's a great place to go and look at it. So um, I was going to tell you, I was going to say, I should have said this when Derek was on there, but it was funny because today um, I'm, you know, we're moving to Montana and we uh, were in the, we're in the process of our house being sold. And so I started calling around um, to find trucks to go. And this is what's happening, according to the folks in the U-Haul um, industry, Penske and all those folks, uh, the cost for me to get a truck to go a U-Haul and nobody helping me, just me, this is just the truck from Oregon 
to Montana is $4,600. And I'm like, you know, after I, I pulled myself up off the floor, I'd like, why is it so expensive? And she says, because so many people are leaving Oregon um, and there's not enough trucks coming back. So they charge to get those trucks back in. So that's why it costs so much. Um, it's just insanity. Oregon is facing growth and people wanting to leave for poor from poor government policies. And they, I ask, what is it that they're not they're leaving for? And guess what it was? The mask mandate. And people are seeing that the governor is proposing that this become permanent, although not permanent, but permanent. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that means. How can you be permanent, but not permanent? Um, and I think that's got people worried, but I think we as people um, should be very concerned in Oregon that we're getting that reputation and people are talking about that. Wow, it used to be under $100. Tell me about it, Jack. I'm like, I, I, I was sticker shocked. Holy yeah, on the price of the truck. Yeah, Gloria, that's the price of the truck. And have you tried to find a storage unit? Um, nearly, I did, but nearly impossible. Um, the homeless problem isn't helping either. No, that doesn't make it. And people know, and the word is out. And I think that's the thing that for people here in Oregon and, and, you know, and I get people going, ah, Rick, you're leaving, you're turning, you're, you're abandoning Oregon. I'm not abandoning Oregon. I'm going to be doing stuff from there. Um, we just need to get out um, for my wife and me for our, just for us personally. Uh, but we're still going to have our shows. We're going to be doing stuff here. We're expanding to Idaho, to Montana. We're just going to show you the, the Northwest instead of just one little aspect of the Willamette Valley. Groups of 50 maskless people shopping in Washington Square Mall today. Seriously, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people without masks. Um, back in the day, used to do rider runs. <laughs> Everybody's living through their, their moment. And that's even fuel. And that's not even fuel. No, that is not the fuel. That comes on top of that. Um, Montana is amazing. It is amazing. So is Oregon, though. Um, same for enclosed trailers for sale. It's hard to buy that. People are buying them to use for moving. Ah, I did not know that. Well, that's very interesting. So I would love just for you guys while we're doing this, um, you know, what is your, my question for the day was what keeps you in Oregon? So I'm going to write that on here. What keeps you in Oregon? I'm curious. I would like to know. And I would like your answers. And that can be, they don't have to be long. They could just be interesting. I'd love to see what you have to say um, as a discussion thing. I also am going to show you something here in just a second. I want to find more. But if everyone leaves, who's staying to vote out the left and their policies? Well, Julie, I guess that's going to be whoever stays. Um, I guess people are tired. The coast. <laughs> well, let me show you one of the things I... Oh, here, aging parents. See, that's good. Oh, the coast keeps you here. Okay. Aging parents. I, I, this is kind of fun. The cost of moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got that one, baby. <laughs> Me. Um, what else? Uh, can't afford the truck rental. Oh, I don't have the finances to relocate locate or I'd be gone. Kids and grandkids. I think that's a big one. Uh, families. And that, I mean, and all your reasons are totally valid. My wife and I are just in a place where we don't have grandkids yet, so there's nothing holding us back. Um, my little brother, his wife won't move. The starting over elsewhere is scary. No, Tara, that's the exciting part. You know when you want change, you know, like starting over, doing something different? Um, 
I mean, my wife and I have done this. We're kind of getting used to it. I'm not saying it's easy. When we quit KEZI, it took us a number of years to get our feet back on the ground. But it's like, um, you know, you come alive when you try something different. And you don't have to leave your state to try something different. It may just be your job or something new or something different. Kids, grandkids, the husband. House has been paid off and retired folks have trouble replacing what they already own. Okay. My children, my grandchildren, great-grandchildren keep me here. And I'm Julie. Oh, well, it says Jack, Julie. So I will I will correct that. But you might have to remind me. We put a lot of time and money into making our home our dream. But now we are talking about moving. I hate to give up my house. I understand. I just did that. And it's really hard. You know, um, it's really hard we built our whole house. I mean, we put every piece of siding on the outside. We put in windows. We put hardwood floors in it. Um, we textured the walls. We put on the original roof. Um, Kathy and I did everything so we could afford to do what we wanted to do with our house. And we love our house. And um, But you know what I think is really good is you when, when it's time, you know. Um, when it's time, you just know. When Derek called us on Friday night, and we're sitting at prime time having a beer, just kind of going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, and said, okay, they took your offer. We're in the process. Um, you know, that that we knew we're doing the right thing. So I would never do this if I didn't think it was the right thing. And you know me. So I'll just, I'm not trying to preach at you or anything like that. I'm a God-fearing man. And I wouldn't do this if I didn't think God was telling me to do it. Because if you do something and God's not telling you to do it, you better watch your ass because <laughs> you can go read the Bible and see a whole bunch of stories about people who did that. And it didn't work out so well. My dad's almost 92 and my grandkids. Yep, I understand that. You guys like talking, don't you? Sometimes I don't do enough of this and I really should because you really, I, it really is about you. My youngest daughter just moved to Kansas and she loves it. I can't wait to visit her. Kim, I don't mind change. It keeps life exciting. It, I, I, I agree. Change is hard, but it does keep life exciting. I've lived all over the country, love the Pacific Northwest, lots of friends here, own my house and property free and clear, grew up in the military, tired of moving. I, I'm sure that I can understand that one. Um, and Derek's on there. I would move in a heartbeat if I could take my family. I had to use a phony name when Z removed julie jack is oh god that's what you had to do that's crazy too much family here i get that <clears throat> my son's in portland and uh, they'll be visiting us no lefty is running me out of here no lefty's running me out of here either i'm choosing on my own accord to uh to to leave the state i've lived here my entire life so have i i'm a native I'm going to be weird being going from an Oregonian to a man, Monto Montanian. Is that what it is? A Montanian? Is that what I'd be? I'd be a Montanian? I don't know. I'll find out. I'll let you know. We'll be doing stuff from there. I'll tell you what, man. I wish I could move to a free state. We're not renting, so it's hard than just giving a 30-day notice. Yep. Trust me, I understand that one. Um, family, the weather here, and it's a beautiful state all good reasons congratulations on selling your home good you are listening to him i think so too i i don't do very well on my own um come on come on idaho border we want to move so bad to that state 
net heavy is disabled to where we could be different. You know, it's kind of fun for me, um, aging too much. Nah, Gloria, don't say that. Um, hold on. We, we need all of you here to stay and fight. Um, my sister Sherry just moved to Idaho. You know, it's kind of fun for me on a personal level. Um, I get to go somewhere and except here, I mean, I'll be doing my show like here with you guys and all that. But when I'm in Montana, I'm not Rick Dancer. You know, that's how weird that is. I've been this Rick Dancer for like 30 years. Well, more than that, because I was the other Rick Dancer until I was 25 and then got in this business and became this Rick Dancer. And many of you would not understand what that's like, but the persona can sometimes, I, I, I kind of just want to go somewhere and see a different side of myself. Because um, I've done this so long and I want to go somewhere where people look at me just as a, a regular person and I can be just a regular person. And I don't get to do that here or anywhere in Oregon or, <laughs> and I'll probably go there. I've been to Florida, but I'm, I'm everywhere I go. I'm not kidding you. There's no, I've never been on a vacation where someone has not been there and recognized me. My funniest story is um, we went to uh, Santa. Oh, what is, you know, the place in California on the beach where they have the wooden roller coaster down South. So we were there with my boys and they were kind of younger. I mean, 10, eight, like that. And we went and we go to get on the roller coaster and there's these drunk guys at a wedding that were there in the car behind us. And they were from Oregon and they knew me and they're just like on and on. Oh, Rick. I said, I'll tell you what, how about if we get some pictures taken, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. And then can you guys do me a big favor? And they went, what? And I said, just not talk to me. <laughs> Just pretend like I'm not here. And they went, yeah, totally. So we did all the pictures. I signed all the shit, you know, and then they just left me alone the rest of the time. And it was so awesome. My wife goes, I can't believe you just said that. And it's like, I'm on vacation. I don't want to be Rick Dancer on vacation. Um, other people are saying family and jobs. Um, we need Beth from Yellowstone to come help fight Kate Brown. <laughs> Do you guys think that's like the funniest thing you've ever seen? That meme is I want Beth from, and, and, and it was kind of funny. The number of people that came on, I posted that and the number of people that came on and said, okay, I must be really out of this, but who's Beth? <laughs> yeah, you're really out of it. <laughs> oh, you're really out of it. If you don't know who Beth is, um, just a regular Rick. Yep. Just a regular Rick. You know, because then you can see what people, if they, what they, it, okay, I don't know if maybe, yeah, Santa Monica. Thank you. That's where it was, Santa Monica. So here's what, me, me, I'll give you a little lesson in public, um, public life here. So, I mean, you're always on. My whole life, I'm on. When I leave here, if I see someone down on the street, and it's fine, I'm not bitching, I'm not complaining. 
but it's like you you don't know what that's like when it's like then you know i'll see someone and then it's rick dancer and it's rick dancer and it's rick dancer and it's all you know it's everywhere i go and i i am blessed with that and i'm and i like people to come up and say hi to me and that kind of stuff but sometimes it would just be nice to see if someone just liked me for being or hated me just for being this guy they see on the street not all the garbage that comes along with you. Oh, that's Rick Dancer. He's anti this or he's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of exciting to go to a new place where you can do that. Um, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So um, so let me do something. I, I went a little long here, but I still want to show this. Um, there's a really cool place. Kathy and I used to do this thing called Exploring in the Backstories. It was sponsored by Toyota. Um, but this and this one's like 11 minutes long, but it's the Summer Lake um, um, hot tub resort. And it's such a cool place. So I'm just going to let this run out and watch this and then we'll end with that. And, uh, and I, I think you guys will really enjoy it later this month. We're all tomorrow. We'll have another show from the past because, uh, our elements uh, health club, they love to sponsor these kind of shows, but I have this one pulled out and I really want to air this for you. So let's watch this. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to explore again. And I'm Kathy Dancer, and we are at the Summer Lake Hot Springs this morning. What you're looking at behind us right there, that is a giant pool where they put in the spring water. Um, but right now, um, it's under renovation. They're doing some work for us. It'll be all ready for spring and summer. And uh, so we're not going to show you that. But we're going to introduce you to the owner, uh, show you the cabin, some innovative styles that they've used on it uh, to build. And uh, we're also going to show you the springs. The show is brought to you by... Toyota and your local Toyota dealers and Lake County Chamber of Commerce. So we're going to introduce you to somebody right now. Come here, Dwayne. Tell them your name. Hi, I'm Dwayne Graham, owner here at Summer Lake Hot Springs. So tell us about this, um, what, what's going on here. So when did you buy it? I uh, bought it in 1997 uh, and it was a little RV park, a family run business. No cabins. No cabins, a little RV parking campground, and then there was the day use for the uh, hot mineral pool behind it. So I was reading up a little bit on that, and it's I, one of the most uh, greenest hot soaks, it says. Um, can you kind of explain about that? <laughs> we don't mean the water. Okay? We don't yeah, mean the, the water. The water is not green. The water no. is nice. It's full of silica, which is uh, a real soft kind of mineral. So it feels like talcum powder when you get out. But I think the green is, is we're talking about the building construction techniques and uh, using uh, cleaners and stuff that are friendly to the environment and stuff. Okay. And, and also, even once we get to the cabins, I know you guys use a lot of, um, what, the thermal or how you heat the, the right. cabins and stuff as part of that, too. Right. So these tubs have been built in the last eight or nine years, and it's just uh, one of the springs we divert. And we built these little rock tubs for soaking outside with, uh, you can see the stars at night. And one's a little bit different temperature as well. So back in the day, and they still believe there's some healing properties in this water, is that right? Right. Well, I think uh, I think hot springs over the course of time have been known for that. And uh, as sources, there's a couple of different springs here that source at like 100. One's 118 degrees. Other one that feeds bathhouses is 115. And so each one's a little different and depending on the size of the tub. Well, they've been here for like thousands, thousands of years. They used, this was all under 200 feet of water a long time ago as part of that, the Great Basin. And then there were just like these mud pits, the cowboys and early settlers and Indians used to come here all the time. 
Uh, so now they've been collected in a couple of pipes and then just piped into the bathhouse there. That looks like a... So here's one. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's... So how hot is that? Uh, that's about 115. Wow. Where it comes in this pipe and this one over here. And then it just collects it, and there's a lower pipe down here that feeds over into the mineral pool. So then you use the geothermal to heat the, the houses, to the cottage? Right. The cottages. It flows into a cistern, and then it get, one of the springs gets pumped up, and we use Wurzbow tubing through the concrete floors, and then it just heats that mass of concrete. So it stays really warm all the time. How many, how many cottages, how many cabins do you have for rent? Uh, so we have 10 uh, little one-bedroom cabins. Most of them have two beds in them. And uh, they all have kitchens and bathrooms and showers, except for two. Two of them don't have showers. And so these are all just two-by-six construction. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is really cool. Oh, man. So look at that, and there's your view, guys. Right there. So you got two beds. We have a little nook right here, and then a bedroom over here. And then here's your kitchen. God, that's really nice. And the, where's the bed? Oh, then there is a separate bedroom in this one. That's cool. King bed in here, and then a really nice tiled shower in here. So, you guys also have some, oh, here's the, tell us about right. the beams up here. Uh, there's a lot of these beams that were on the land. Uh, they came from the flour mill built in Paisley in the 1800s. So over in the valley, they just would have been sawdust and they've been laying around, but it's so dry out here, they stay good for a long time. So we just use them as accents and- so I And mean structure, because out here you got a beam out there. So right, yeah, up. some of them are, uh, structural they're all pretty solid still so you're a native eugenian uh at least you came from there from here i came from i grew up in virginia on the east coast and moved to eugene in the 80s early 80s is that why you are so uh environmentally conscious about maybe everything so, maybe kind so. of rubbed off eugene, on you yeah eugene's known for that right so tell me one other thing i want to show people something out here so you guys you can't see it right now but right out here, when it's not foggy, there's, what is that called? It's called the uh, Paisley Caves. So the Paisley Caves are right out here, and a Eugene professor found a lot of artifacts out, out there, including the oldest human turd. Right, which we like to call copper lights around here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kinder word. Yeah, that's the kinder way. So why is that significant? Well, was, significance was the oldest human DNA. It was like 14,400 years old, and it pushed everything back over a thousand years to when they thought humans were first in this area. So it's really the oldest human DNA in all of North or South America, the whole Western hemisphere. And it's just found right in your backyard. Yeah, right out there. So yeah. are there like other, can you hike out there? Are there other things to like? Yeah, what it's all on the Summer Lake uh, Wildlife Refuge. It's all BLM land okay. out here. So, so yeah, you can actually, hike. speaking of that, how much land is here? Do you have here uh, on, this? on this property? Is yeah. 145 acres now. So what yeah. makes it special? Why do people come here? Do you think uh, the hot water and just the space, you know? But mainly the water—that's kind of the foundation of it all. Well, I had a few of these different springs tested, and they were all uh, totally different mineral contents, 
and they just surface within hundreds of feet of one another. But yeah, the water and to get away from, you know, the cities now and yep. get out. You see the stars at night out here, like so many people come out and they see the Milky Way for the first time. Okay. So these are uh, Pumice Creek cabins. Uh, the walls are about a foot thick, double cage of rebar. And uh, we use pumice from the Crater Lake eruption. We had it sent here and then we batched it all on site. And the, uh, so pumice is just lightweight in nature, a lot of entrapped air. And then by the time we have the walls, which are about a foot thick and stucco. So, so that's just pumice with stucco on the outside of it. Right, it's a lightweight concrete. There's a little place you can see where I hit it with okay. the backhoe and you can see what the walls are <laughs> there. Oh, these are cool. Right here. Oh, and yeah. here's another one of those beams. So, so you guys see how this is the inside, so the air gets trapped in here, creating a natural...